This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out. Subscribe there. Myself and Tucker Bagley put up a ton of video podcasts along with Go Birds and High Hopes. Check it out, the 94 WIP YouTube page. All right, today I wanted to dive into uh, something that's going to become top of mind for us around 1 o'clock on Sunday. Eagles will play at 4 o'clock. So by the time the Eagles kick off 425, whatever it is, against the uh, the Giants on Sunday, we're going to know where the NFC East loser, Eagles or Cowboys, is headed in the first round of the playoffs. And I do believe the Cowboys are going to win the division. I think they're going to beat the commanders, making the Eagles result irrelevant on Sunday. So I think the Eagles are headed to the NFC South winner sometime next weekend. And it might be the Monday night football game, just based on the four or five, the first couple of years, this Monday night playoff game, they've done the four, a four or five matchup. In fact, the NFC four or five matchup has been the last two years. Wouldn't surprise me if we get the Eagles on the road in a four or five matchup a week from Monday. So who that team's going to be, there's three possibilities. It's most likely, and I'll pull up the latest lines over at FanDuel just to give a little glimpse of what we're dealing with here. It's most likely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are in the driver's seat. If they win, they are in. They win the division. They are currently, right now, over at FanDuel, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Carolina Panthers, and that's a two-win Panther team that has been the worst in the NFL. But keep in mind, Baker Mayfield – has a rib issue. He has been limited this week. And I am not certain Baker is going to be close to 100% for this game on Sunday. So we've seen wackier things. They're only a four-and-a-half-point favorite. So the Bucks most likely four-and-a-half-point favorite on Sunday. If the Bucks trip up, the winner of the South will then become the winner of the New Orleans-Atlanta game. And that line right now, a fan sitting at New Orleans, a three-point home favorite over the Falcons. All right, so let's dive into these three teams and then – at the end, pick the team we think would be the best and kind of rank the three teams in terms of, of you know how I think the Eagles should want to play these teams. But my first takeaway, diving in this morning, and, and I think the initial thought is they're all very mediocre, and it's true. They are all very mediocre. My initial thought was, before I dove in, the Bucks are the team I least want to play just because they have played the best over the last couple months. They have surged in the last month. I watched them play in – you know, a game in Green Bay a couple weeks ago where Baker Mayfield had a perfect pass rating at Lambeau Field. And they, they've had 
there, there are moments where they've looked really good this year. Baker's played his best football. They have Mike Evans. They have Chris Godwin. They have the bones still of a team that was a champion not that long ago, a team that has been in the playoffs year after year. So there's some there's an experience factor with that team, you know, outside this quarterback that has been there a lot. Todd Bowles, whether it be the coordinator or the coach, has been there. So that was my initial thought, that it's it, the Bucks are the one to avoid. But then the more I dove in, I'm like, they're not that good either. None, none of these teams are. So hey, let's quick deep dive on all three teams, and then we'll discuss, you know, where would be the most advantageous for the Eagles to play next weekend. Let's start with the Bucks. Four and four at home, and that's where they'll end their season. So it's it's not a big home field advantage. I mean, the Eagles won a game there earlier this season. They won actually, actually one of their most impressive in terms of point differential victories of the season was that game in Tampa Bay in week three. Now the Eagles are so different. The Bucs are so different. Week three is a million years ago. But that's not a big home field advantage. We've seen that plenty of times. The Rams won there a couple years ago in the playoffs. Um, the Cowboys won there last year in the playoffs. It's not it's never been a significant home field. In fact, the one time the Bucs won it with Tom Brady, they went on the road the whole time. And, you know, they went to Washington and New Orleans and, and, and Green Bay. So they didn't even have a home playoff game until the Super Bowl of that year. Todd Bowles is the coach. I've never been overly impressed. He's fine. He's just, he's, he's just fine. I, I, I don't think he brings a huge schematic edge to the head coach. He's a defensive guy. We know he gave Jalen Hurts trouble a few years ago. But I always thought Bowles was better as a coordinator than a head coach. In fact, I remember when Bowles was the Jets coach in a very similar situation the Bucs are in right now. I think it was 2015 or 16. Fitzpatrick was their quarterback. And all they had to do was win in Buffalo. And that was a bad Bills team in week 17 to make the playoffs. They were like 10 and 5 or you know whatever they were at that point. And, and they lost to a bad Bills team. So I'm not... I'm not positive that the Bucs are going to win this game on Sunday and, and punch their ticket. Bowles has been in this spot before, and he hasn't succeeded. Yards per play, the Bucs are 15th. Opponent yards per play, 25th. The advanced numbers, EPA per rush, they're towards the bottom of the league. They're, they're not very good. Um, they, they have Here's the most impressive thing about them compared to the other two. I think they've faced the toughest schedule. I think the Bucs have had the toughest tests, and they've stayed – They've stayed afloat. I mean, they've played a schedule that includes the Eagles, and they played the Lions, and they played they played the Packers. I mean, they've played a bunch of teams that will likely be in the postseason here uh, with them over the next couple of weeks. So Tampa Bay is about as average of a football team as you're going to get. They do, though, have the best quarterback of this group. Baker's had by far the best season of the, of the three teams' quarterbacks we're going to mention. By far, Tampa Bay, best one there. All right, the second option, and probably the second most likely option – the New Orleans Saints, who are home this weekend, three-point favorite over the Falcons. And they, I mean, they have just been, in my mind at least, middling for years. I mean, they're just they're just on this hamster wheel of mediocrity. I don't know how they get out of it. They obviously swung big for Watson. It didn't work out. They just paid, they paid Derek Carr, and he's so completely mediocre. I mean, he's Derek Carr right now in his best days, like the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. He's just there, yet he makes a lot of money. Now, here's what they do have going for them. They do have a team that beat the Eagles last year. There's familiarity there. They beat them last year when, when Jalen Hurst didn't play. They would have a home field advantage, and if they win this game on Sunday, they will go into the playoffs 5-3 and three at home. So they probably have – of all these three teams, this is probably the place you want to least play, the Superdome for a playoff game. We know the Eagles lost a playoff game in the Superdome after the 2018 season, which ironic – was the last time they're coming off a Super Bowl, and this season has a lot of parallels to that one. But 2018, the Saints, 
all that. But that's Drew Brees with Sean Payton. This is Dennis Allen. I think of the three coaches here, Allen has an argument to be the worst. I mean, Arthur Smith's not done well either. We'll get to him. But Dennis Allen's just not a good coach. He's just been a losing coach his entire career. I don't, I don't fear Carr at all. That being said, best point differential of a whole division belongs to the Saints at plus 44. So they've had some moments. Um, 21st in yards per play this year, 16th in opponents' yards per play. If the Eagles were at their best, they would dominate the Saints. They're not at their best right now. The Saints have some a couple things going for them in a potential matchup. One, the Taysom Hill factor against an Eagles defense right now that can't line up right could be an issue. Alvin Kamara could be an issue. They have some interesting weapons if Carr can actually deliver the football. And on defense, they still have some players sprinkled in that used to be you know part of a top defense three years ago. So they're they're interesting, and I think it's the best home field. Third option, and maybe the most intriguing one from a storyline standpoint is the Falcons. The Falcons are at New Orleans this weekend. They need a Tampa loss. They win. They win the division. They'd be 8-9 and nine as a division champion. So the Falcons also are 5-3 and three at home. So they're done with their home slate. So they have played better at home. They have a minus 21-point differential. They're 18th in yards per play. They're 6th, though, in opponent yards per play. This is the, maybe the wild card of the three teams here. Atlanta's defense ranks really high. Like, you go through the NFL – whether you want to use EPA, you want to use yards per play, whatever metric you want to use. Atlanta's defense is top 10 in a lot of them. Now, do I really think they're that great of a defense? I don't. I think they've been fortunate in some of the quarterbacks they've played, a lot of rookie quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks they've gotten this season. It's, it's a little bit similar to the Eagles last year to where maybe they're not quite as great as the numbers, but it's, it's a pretty good defense. And I think you have to say right now, it's a better defense than Tampa and it's a better defense than New Orleans. So, you know, you kind of think about how these games might play out. And you think about, all right, the Eagles defense right now is probably going to give up some points to anybody. I mean, the Cardinals just moved the ball on them for three hours. So if if the Bucks, the Saints, or the Falcons are going to score, let's say by accident, 20 points or 23 points, and the Eagles better hope it's not 30, but let's by accident they're going to get to 23 because this defense isn't very good right now. Can the Eagles then get to 27 or 30 to win a playoff game and just survive in advance? to the divisional round. The Falcons may be the toughest defense for them to do that against. In Atlanta, in their building, Calais Campbell could still play. Jesse Bates has been a big-time free agent signing. They have good linebackers, which have given the Eagles trouble this year. They're actually, I think, in that matchup, a little bit of a tougher matchup than, than I would have anticipated before you kind of dove into it. Now, here's the, the kicker, though. They have no quarterback. I, I don't even know. Like, tell me right now who starts the game at quarterback for the Falcons next week. I don't know. Is it Ritter? Heineke, who's been banged up? And, and they've benched Ritter like three times. There's just They have nothing at that position. As much as I don't think Carr is, is a good quarterback, whatever the heck's going on in Atlanta is even worse than that. Now, the, the storyline perspective that makes it interesting is the Eagles right now have become bottom or one of the worst two or three run defense in the NFL. The Falcons want to run the football. They don't want to throw it because they can't. And they drafted Bijan Robinson in the top 10. And we go back to the spring. And what was the biggest story in Philadelphia? Bijan or bust? Everyone wanted Bijan Robinson. I didn't want him. I wanted Peter Skaronsky, the lineman from the Titans. But Jalen Carter obviously became the pick and has been a good pick for the Eagles. But how about that story? If the Eagles have to go to Atlanta in the first round and the guy so many fans wanted in Bijan Robinson, the Falcons could give him the football over and over and over again and say, go win us a playoff game. Like that's that's possible next week, and that could be their game plan to beating the Eagles next week and is feeding the ball 
to Bijan Robinson. So here's how I'd rank him. I think the Bucs are the toughest opponent just because they have the best quarterback and experienced coach. They play the Eagles ready this year, so they have some film. The Bucs are the one I think the Eagles should want to avoid, and they've played the best. But I, I actually think the Falcons are a, a weird team to play next weekend. I, I think they are they're just – it's like a berserker kind of like, what is that team? Could they run it 50 times against the Eagles? We can't stop the run right now. The Saints are the most simple one to figure out. They're fine. If the Eagles play a good football game, they beat them. If they didn't, the, the Saints are, you know, there's enough there. They, they could knock off the Eagles. I would rank them Bucks as the team to most avoid, Saints second. Falcons would be the one I'd want to play because they don't have a quarterback. That'd be my number one choice. But that game would just feel so weird, and the storyline with Bijan would be off the charts. T- Tucker, what do you think about these three teams? Falcons, Saints, Bucks. Eagles are almost – uh, not surely, but pretty uh, pretty likely to play one of these three teams next weekend. Who would you most want to play, least want to play? I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd rather play the Falcons, right? A team that, that doesn't have a quarterback that seems to go back and forth between Desmond Ritter, who stinks, and Taylor Heineke, who also stinks. And the the fact that they even made it to this point of being 7-9 is a product of them having a really weak schedule. A lot of people, I think they're over under for the win total this year is like six and a half. And, and a lot of people I know were, were kind of in on it and, and thought they would be the the trendy pick to go over because their schedule is so easy. And they still struggle to do that based on, on what they have. And they have a lot of talent offensively. And, you know, if you ask me the one player that could beat this Eagles team, it's probably B. John Robinson, but they don't give him the ball, right? Like they don't feature him in the offense. The Eagles struggle to cover tight ends. They have Kyle Pitts. They don't feed him the ball either. So, I, I just think Arthur Smith and, and that team don't really scare me that much. The interesting thing about Tampa Bay is they're a terrible running team. And we saw it um, when they played the Eagles in week three. They ran the ball a ton, but they only picked up like 40 rushing yards. And it was something that really helped the Eagles defense. The fact that they stopped them and you know really forced Baker Mayfield into third and long situations. This defense doesn't do that anymore, right? Like this defense doesn't stop the run. At all, and even though Tampa Bay still isn't running the ball with, with you know much success, especially last week they only had 57 yards against the the Saints. But I worry about it. if they're going to stick to it, they they might have some success, right? And Rashad White, his success rate this year, I think, is somewhere around 40. percent Like they they aren't running the ball successfully, but the Eagles aren't stopping the run either, which you know is makes it kind of an interesting matchup. And you add in the fact that they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside and I don't know if there's a better wide receiver duo among these three teams that, that you could face. And the Eagles struggle with that, right? And I, I, even though I think that the younger cornerbacks have been playing better, Darius Slay might be back by then. James Badbury's been terrible. Avante Maddox has been terrible this year. I, I know we were all excited because he came back, gave up like 86 yards in, in coverage this weekend. His only other full game he played, he gave up 10 catches for, for 95 yards in, in week one. So it's not exactly like Avante Maddox has set the world on fire. So I, I think the Bucks to me would be the toughest team on paper, but I also feel weird about going to the, the Superdome and, and playing the Saints. The Saints have the best defense of the three. Dennis Allen's the most, I think, veteran savvy coach. I don't think he's he's a great coach, but probably has a trick or two up his sleeve. And they obviously figured something out last year when they beat the Eagles pretty much just running Taysom Hill, you know, on quarterback powers 15 times. But to me, I just think Tampa Bay is the, the toughest team, and they're the team with the highest ceiling, right? And we're talking about an Eagles team who, even if they've played 
terribly the last you know five weeks or so. I still think it's going to take one of these teams playing a, a decent game. And so far from what I've seen this year, Tampa Bay is the one most capable of that. Yeah, they've done it more than often. And it feels like, you know, they had a weird stretch where they, they started off 2-0. The Eagles beat them to go to 2-1. and Then they fell for like a month. I don't think they won for like a month or a month and a half. But that, since then, Tampa has been certainly capable. And again, that game they played in Lambeau like three weeks ago was eye-opening. I'm like, wow. They, and that, I know that Packers defense is very good, but Baker was perfect that day. That's not a good recipe against the Eagles defense. I want to avoid Tampa the most. I want to play Atlanta the most. The, the most middling team in all this and the one that fits second in this list is the Saints. The Eagles will be favored next weekend against any of these teams, which feels just crazy the way we've talked about them in the last couple of weeks. And my prediction is this is going to be a Monday night game. Next Monday night, that's where I think the Eagles will play on the road against the NFC South winner. Have a great weekend. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. NFL picks will be in your feed tomorrow for week 18. And we'll talk next week. Get ready for a playoff game right here on WIP Daily.